Let's uh, sit together in silence for a few minutes before um, some ideas are presented about uh, the practice.
if you want to become aware of the next uh, thought that will arise in the mind, next thing said or heard. See if you can notice it appearing. It might be an image. What happens when you become aware of a thought? What what happens between thoughts? Is there um, a spatial, um, um, kind of spatial space, space experience around thoughts? Do they come from above, in the middle of the mind space, from behind or the sides? Or maybe it's not experienced like that. Do you see words or images? Are, are they still or moving images or nothing? Are they more received or emitted? Is the you or the I hearing, receiving, or emitting the thoughts? What if we were to think deliberately, intentionally? If you want to, you could try this. You might want to try this uh, thought, a phrase. I am, and put your full name there. Try this a few times. 
Is this a good uh, description of a reality? Is this reality or uh, a certain description of it? Is it absolutely true? If you make a little space in between the words of this uh, sentence, what's there in the gaps? What if you were to think the same thought, uh, dropping the family name? Does it have a different feel? Does it describe reality differently? Does it seem closer to reality? What if you dropped even the first name and kept only the two first words of the sentence? Does that feel... How does that feel? If you keep only the first word Does this word seem extremely important right now or extra or a hindrance or true? If you drop this word, what happens? Thank you. If you want, take a moment to, um, to think, to imagine um, bowing with your uh, two hands. Just imagine the action of bringing your hands together in Anjali. And then if you want to try, try this again, the experience of it with mindfulness.
Is it the same thing? Is it different? The thought of something and some, something, is that exactly the same? Or is one a kind of a, I don't know, poor representation of the other or a different event altogether? So in the field of um, our um, research, we could say mindfulness, uh, thoughts are also um, a phenomena that we, uh, we can uh, become curious about, aware of. In the same way that we become uh, curious of uh, the experience of uh, tingling or stepping or heat or uh, the charge fear that comes with comparing or the stress maybe of wanting something else to be happening. So we can become interested in the appearance of thoughts and what happens after a thought has done its thing, you know, what's, what's left. So we can uh, bring this in the field of our awareness in the whole spectrum of the human experience. We can become really interested, as usually we follow. We are uh, fascinated uh, by thoughts. We just get on the train. I've noticed that I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a believer. I'm a, I'm a believer. Give me a thought, and I'll believe it. You know, I have a thought, and I, you know, yes, it's true. I don't know if you're like, like this, but uh, I've noticed this by studying the relationship that I have with thoughts. You know, for me, thoughts seems to be reality. You know? And uh, with practice, I learned to recognize that, oh, maybe it's not. You know? Maybe it's not reality. So I will think like, oh, this is never going to work out. Et voila, that's reality. You know? But now... I'm starting to question a little bit my thoughts, although I'm still way behind. I think uh, here last year, Anushka, I, I don't know if uh, this is the nature of thought, they'll recreate a reality that never happened. <laughs> you can confirm if it did happen or not, but the way I, I remember being uh, sitting here like this, and Anushka maybe think, thought, uh, doing some teaching around thoughts, asked us, uh, those who were here, to think about our shoes in the in the coat room. So if you want, you can try the exercise. So think about your shoes, Crocs and Birkenstocks <laughs> and other, <laughs> other <laughs> such things. So I, so I was sitting there and I did the exercise. I saw my shoes, you know, and uh, Anushka said something like, these are not your shoes. <laughs> and uh, I remember thinking, yes, they are. Yes, they are. And I knew what she, what she was getting at, but still I was a deluded being, you know, an ignorant, confused earthling, you know, and, uh, and, and I was like, no, no, these are my shoes. And no, this is a thought. This is an imagery. This is a representation. It's not, it's, it's not the actual other phenomena over there, St- maybe still over there. And this is, um, this is a kind of discernment, this is a description of wisdom, to know that a thought is a thought and not reality. 
So, you know, another teacher, Munindra Ji, I think, would say, the thoughts of your mother are not your mother. And so the thoughts about yourself might not be exactly yourself, you know. You lazy old whatever, <laughs> you know. Is that true? Is that true? You know, or is that an appearance, a mirage? It appears like this right now. So that's the teachings of the Buddha, the mirage-like nature of our thoughts, the appearance appearing like this, disappearing if we stay attentive, you know. And for many of us, we are so invested in our thoughts, you know. Even here, you know, we seem to understand that we're not allowed to think and we're supposed to just be with, uh, you know, crickets. How boring, you know, when my thoughts are so fascinating. You know, I can totally be engrossed in what I could have been if something else had happened, you know. And then, like, it's an endless kind of, uh, wow, journey, you know, into fascination. The Buddha used the image of the banana tree trunk. How many times have you heard me say that? (laughs) A few. A few. So uh, I like this image a lot, the, the banana tree trunk. Uh, and so see if you relate to this. As you're sitting here, you know, you suddenly you think of back home, you know, or whatever, past, future, this or that. This person could say that or could have said that. And what would I have I answer? And, becomes really a three-dimensional and heartbeat and you know and all this and suddenly crickets <laughs> you know so the Buddha said um, talking about somebody who wants hardwood they want hardwood to build something solid so they go in the forest you just hear behind here in the forest and they look for hardwood and they find like we have so many around here a banana tree. And, or maybe it was happening somewhere else in the world. <laughs> and they find a banana tree and they see these big leaves and big fruits and, and big flowers. And they say, whoa, this must have hardwood. You know, that this, you can count on this. You know, with leaves like this, it's a strong tree. You know? And with the axe, start... Uh, uh, looking for the hard wood and never to find it because it's herb. There's nothing in there. The banana tree makes its big flower and fruits and leaves and then falls down, is composted, not unlike banana tree that we built here on our little cushions and chairs, you know. Yeah, but the rest of my life, (laughs) you know, only to suddenly, whoops, it vanishes, you know. Yeah, but the timeline, you know, I'm supposed to be there at this time in my life, in that decade, you know, (laughs) or, you know, these constructions that we make, you know. What if I don't have the right to my whole timeline? I'm built 
a timeline here. I'm supposed to live up to this. What if I don't? You know, there's a construction there. It's only that, a production of the mind, a generation of the mind. But we're fooled, we're deluded. We give in to that. We're, we're engrossed, fascinated. We believe in it. And so here, we come here to clarify this. Oh, there was a production. There was an illusion, a mirage. What's actually happening here? Yeah. So mirage, banana tree trunk, Bubbles, uh, lightning in a summer cloud, a star at dawn. These are images that the Buddha used to talk about the different uh, phenomena, phenomenon of our lives, trying to um, make us see, perceive uh, the ephemeral nature of events. And so when we come here, to practice like we do this weekend, we actually uh, try to stabilize the mind and tune the mind, heart, the whole system into reality, plug it into reality to have a direct, sustained, uh, high-quality contact with reality. And we want to get very, very specific. We want to really be there for this step. Not stepping, yeah, stepping, yeah, you know, I don't know what, bread, yeah, rice, yeah, soup, you know, yeah, sitting, yeah, breathing. Not, not like this, but like this experience of in-breath, this experience of ladling, this particular experience of unease, as I'm unable to reach the butter because there's an obstacle called human. Just that particular, will I ever reach my goal in life? (laughs) You know, that being there and noticing that experience. And if we stay long enough, that's why we want to stay around, keep the connection, then we see that banana tree disappear. Oh, it seemed like I really needed to reach the butter. And now it's done. And it was an empty kind of rush of, I absolutely need to reach the prunes, spoon, hollyhock, vinaigrette, (laughs) you know? And suddenly, well, it's gone. It's gone, it seems so important. It so existed. In that very few seconds, really need that. Do you recognize something of that? And then, whoops, oh, it was so existing and now it's, it's gone. I have to find a new purpose in life. <laughs> oh, spoons. <laughs> okay, I have a spoon now. The right place to sit. It's really important right now, you know? And we'll go like this and at some point we're waking up like, oh, well done. These things seem so important. I, I really have to plan the rest of the week. I'll do your breathing thing. Let me plan for just two minutes. <laughs> Negotiating, you know. Okay, I've planned, I've planned. I think I should plan again because I'm not sure it's going to work out like that, <laughs> you know. And so by being attentive, we see all these productions 
and we start maybe having this, the smile, the, the humor, oh, sweet pie, seems so important, all these things, one after the other, so important, you know, and the next second is how am I perceived, and how do I compare, you know, and all these things, and I'm using little small things, but there's the big things, what's going to happen with the environment, you know, with this nation. And being attentive, we might start to see the appearing, disappearing, mirage-like nature of this. And maybe it will help us find some balance so that we can attend to the environment. We can attend to the nation. We can attend to the relationship. We can attend to the reaching of the spoon but in a balanced way, in a way where uh, we can actually meet what is there. Um. And so here we're invited to become really, really specific about the immediate experience so that we can see its fluctuating nature. Uh, Flickering is one word that uh, the Buddha, not in English, but uh, seem to have used the flickering nature of the views we have about self or time, you know. The flickering nature of even retreat, you know, this retreat, so flickering, isn't it? You know, the retreat is that experience, suddenly it's that experience, suddenly, you know, you're sitting here maybe now, it's like, oh, I love being here, when a few minutes before it was like, get me out of here. You know, and so by being exposed in a quality way to all these different formations in the body, in the heart, in the movements of the hormones, in the visions of future, past, present, we learn to uh, allow allow ourselves to be touched, uh, but with some kind of uh, more balance more, I think, what we call equanimity, is being developed very slowly. That's what we've been developing here. In the very, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> so kind of hectic, maybe, or messy. But we're developing a capacity to remain present uh, in all these fluctuations. Not to dismiss, not to be, uh, you know, uh, disconnected and cynical or I don't know there's probably many many different options around that you know Uh, I think what seems to happen in this practice that we become stable start to see the fluctuating nature ephemeral nature mirage like nature but also care it's really surprising that this is the kind of the outcome that comes out from good practice that's poignancy Look at that. How these things come and grab me in the throat or the belly or the heart. You know? I'm touched by all this. I care. You know? And maybe I can stay stable so that I don't lose energy in despair, reactivity, agitation. 
And so here we try to expose ourselves to reality in a, in a caring way, in a curious way, in a stable way. You know, one uh, way that one of the revered teacher maybe at some point was describing this practice was using uh, four letters, KCKC, KCKC, keep, keep, calmly, knowing, change. Keep calmly knowing change. Body sitting. Can I be calmly knowing sitting? Can I keep being here knowing sitting? And then suddenly, body walking. Can I keep calmly knowing body walking? Mind hopeful. Can I stay around? Mind hopeful feels like this. Mind, heart, discouraged. Keep calmly knowing fluctuations of the heart, of the relationships, of the movements in the nation. Keep calmly knowing. And in this way, probably have a better um, response, a better uh, contribution to make to conflict, personal, societal, you know, acting from uh, being moved, not from uh, reactivity and um, agitation, but being moved from uh, care, compassion, clarity, integrity. So this is why there is this practice in the form of a retreat, as I understand it, in the form of a daily practice so that I can actually attend to the world and its all its fluctuations, the world and the world, the inner world. Having known that it fluctuates, that it appears like this right now and appears like that right now. Also, I think that by being attentive for a few days, like this moment by moment, I don't know if that's kind of an insight or understanding that is uh, kind of lending in for you or appearing, or, but um, the unpredictability you know, of what happens. I don't know if you've experienced this. You sit and you think it's going to be a bad sit for some reason, and then Sometimes it's not exactly like that. Or you think it was a good place to walk and it turns out that it seems like there's a better way, place to walk over there. Or you thought that you know, the teacher would be amazing and they're disappointing. Or you thought that they would be okay and they're fabulous. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. Or you thought that, I mean, one thing is... Uh, you know, when we come to these retreats, we enter silence pretty quickly and we project a lot on people, you know. And often, so many times coming out of a retreat, I would talk to somebody and so they, they wouldn't have the accent. 
that I gave them. <laughs> you know, the crazy New Yorker turns out to be the kind uh, Londoner. <laughs> you know, things like this. So, um, how things are not like we try, try to predict, but it's always slightly a little different. Like when you signed up for the retreat, I don't know if it turned out to be exactly what you signed up for, you know? So it's interesting how we look for predictability. Or, and here with the practice, with meeting every time, oh, it doesn't taste exactly how I expected. Oh, I expected the line to go faster. Oh, I expected it to go slower. Oh, I expected the room to be like that. Oh, I ex- you know, always kind of... Uh, Discovering that it's not exactly like this. I think there's something that can dawn on us. Say, oh, okay, I'm going to project, I'm going to envision, anticipate, but it's probably not going to be exactly like this. So I'm going to stay tuned in and try to respond to what is actually happening rather than what my idea is of, you know, what should be happening. Or so, kind of relaxing into uh, the incapacity for the human being to know, to control, or know exactly what's going to happen. Kind of don't, don't know mind. Don't know mind. I think I'm uh, sharing this and maybe be influenced a bit by um, uh, today I read uh, a few words from a colleague of us, uh, Temple Smith, a friend. (coughs) Temple was, um, I don't know if I'll remember well, but he was uh, saying something about, talking about uh, ignorance and uh, wisdom. The words in Pali are uh, uh, vija and avija. Which one is which? Avija, do you know? Avija is ignorance, and vija is knowledge. knowledge and lack of knowledge. And the way I was translating it is uh, was uh, instead of ignorance and wisdom, it was translating it by bad science and good science, which I thought was kind of uh, fun. And he was saying like, bad science is try to predict what's going to happen and try to control it and try to solidify things, make them secure, you know. That's bad science. Good science, wisdom, is understanding that the world is uh, very fluid, changing, conditional, uncontrollable, and uh, being willing to not know. Not know and discover. Not know and respond. And, you know, the kind of flexibility of the mind that is not like, oh, it's not how, you know. What is actually happening? Ah, so touching. What is happening? It's like this. Let's me, let me meet this. Meet this. So not uh, so much predict, uh, strategize, try to control, but meet uh, more fully. Not know, discover what is happening. That's kind of what we're doing here. We're sitting. What is sitting? we remove our preconceived ideas. I know what sitting is. I know what it's supposed to look like. I know what it's supposed to feel like. You know, I've seen it. 
you know, top of the Himalaya, pashmina, long hair, almost floating, centered, easeful, you know. What is meditation now? Meditation now is ache, either here or here or here. You know, you could plan tomorrow morning, the rest of the evening, tomorrow morning, you know. Or you could say, let's see what's going to happen tonight, how this night is going to unfold. And tomorrow, and when I get home, we have no idea what's coming for us. We might, you know, there's uh, probabilities. It's the best we can do. Probabilities. But we don't know what's coming. We have this in common, that we all, each one of us here, do not know what's coming. Could it be okay? Could it, Could we volunteer for such a world where you're not going to know what's coming? Or are we going to more like, I actually want to know and I'm going to so anticipate and so, you know. Can we actually turn towards life just as it is? Unknowable in this way. That's partly what we're practicing here. Don't know mind. Never sat before. Never been in this hall now before. What is it to be here now? Maybe noticing, becoming aware that this is so ephemeral. This gathering of this group can finish at any point. You know, and it will finish. But it's happening now. It's here now. This is happening, this particular group, for a moment. And then we'll go back home. And if we have some kind of a... If we're importing a little something we call mindfulness, we might become interested. What is it to be in this place? Or what is this person that I've been, who is this person that I've been in relationship with for the last, I don't know how long, you know? Who are they, really, underneath my idea about them? You know, some kind of uh, presence that doesn't know so much what what is the thing? What is the thing happening? It's fresh discovering. One of the things that happened for me when there's this kind of presence, like I remove the filters of preconceived ideas and I'm meeting, is um, I feel less uh, fragmented or separated from life. 
you know, when I would uh, easily feel like there's something missing, I should be somebody else, somewhere else, doing something else, you know. This often falls. Suddenly there's, oh, this, I was uh, separated, fragmented, separated from life through a veil of preconceived ideas. At home or here, I could sit like, oh, another sitting, oh my God. There must be life somewhere else, certainly not on that cushion, you know. And then if I let go of my preconceived ideas, then I discover something, a body sitting, breathing. Something is really happening. Life is happening. Anyway, a few impressions on the practice. Maybe we can sit together for just a couple of minutes here and see if there is something of the words that were said that uh, will find their place in the practice, in the being here. next in-breath, only one like this in the whole story of the universe. This hearing happening one day will not be happening anymore. Things, phenomena, events, so existing while they exist, and so gone, non-existent, when they're not there anymore. We experience a deep connection with this changing conditional ephemeral reality. May it be met with deep care.
Thank you for uh, your attention, listening, consideration, and enjoyed this uh, ephemeral evening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.